Gracias. woman not this woman not this not queen this woman this woman you took sugar you <laughs> took kahanaman trees you took uh, scarlet envy but not this woman not this woman um obviously this clip of the week is from uh the 1975 Two. version of of the Poseidon Adventure. Did I yeah. get that wrong? 1972, but whatever. 1972, yes. Yeah. Uh, the Poseidon Adventure. Uh, this is when, spoiler alert, Shelley Winters goes under. Yes. Um, I'd like to mention <laughs> Best Supporting Actress nominee for this performance and previous Best Supporting Actress winner and Best Actress winner, Shelley Winters. Just, uh, just uh, you know, you know, it's just worth mentioning. It's worth mentioning. So why did we choose this clip, Colin? Because, so... We kind of talked about this because I, as as many of our Marys on Twitter know, had not watched the episode uh, until later on, I guess, Friday or whatever. And It was excruciating, Colin, waiting to talk to you about the episode because I was just like, I can't tell him. Yeah. I I can't tell him. He's having a great day. He's having a great day. He's having a great day right now. Let him have one more day. And then (sighs) guess what? The dog's dead. Yeah. I Well, and just so Mary's know, I may be sounding a little tinny or canny or other or aluminum-y, but it's because I'm in Austin right now. Uh, I'm traveling, so I'm Mary on the road. So my my audio is a little eh, loosey-goosey, but um, my heart's still here. It's broken, but it's still here. And so when we finally, when we were, Johnny and I were texting about this, and I said to Johnny, I said, well, if my worst fears come true, I know what the clip of the week needs to be. And... Uh, the Poseidon Adventure is indeed one of my favorite movies, and I think in so many ways, Nina West and Shelley Winters are kindred spirits. Oh, com- completely. It is. Uh, this movie is actually one of the first movies we connected on. I believe. Yes. Yeah. You, know, yep. you were like, "Oh, I love that movie." I'm like, <gasps> "Uh huh." And and oh, I was like, we "Yeah, we hang out more." <laughs> yeah, it was like he's with the old guy from Charlie and the Chocolate Factory with sour cream, and it was like, "Okay, <laughs> sour cream." Yeah, we went there. We yeah. Went all there. <laughs> Um, it, it's also, um, I think it's fitting that, that we use this clip, um, because we both absolutely adore Nina West, uh, yeah. and brings us so much joy. It's something that I think that connects us as podcasters as well. Uh, mm-hmm. this type of aesthetic, this type of message, it's, you know, why we watch Drag Race, both you and I, you know? Yeah. It, I didn't expect season 11 to end so early. Um, <laughs> And I know that's such a disrespect to the final five, but it, you know, I, I don't say that just because Nina went home and like, I'm gutted, obviously. Um, I mean, I, I, obviously we're going to get into it this week ad nauseum, but like so many other Marys and we are with you girl and, and every other identification, but um, I just don't know how this happened. And I don't understand it's such an interesting choice to have the whole episode have no suggestion of Nina's, you know, trajectory, except for like a curia reading her looks, but it's like, okay. Um, everything was set up for a Silky and Evie showdown, you know, and everything was set up for a Vanjie win. And I, I recognize that they, they're gooping us. They're changing the, the formula, but 
this is such a sacrifice to make just to keep people gooped. You know, I have, I don't, I, you know, I, I think that's part of what it is, but I do have some other thoughts uh, that I'll talk about in the episode, or at least thoughts that are helping me through this difficult time. Um, I was really, really upset. Like it was, it was, I had no words. I watched it on Thursday. I was, I was watching on my couch and I was just upset. I was just like, ah, oh, just so bummed. Yeah. Um, and the meh, I have lots of thoughts about it. Um, I think it's also worth saying that, um, you know, a queen went home too early when Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez <gasps> even posts a video um, explaining how upset she is. That I was like, this is the America I want to live in. <laughs> You know, Nina West Ocasio Cortez. Yeah, West Ocasio Cortez, twenty twenty. Okay, <laughs> Ocasio Cortez West. I don't yes, care. There we go. Let yes. them be co-presidents. They're two beautiful women, uh, brilliant <laughs> geniuses. Yeah, yeah. I mean, and not to mention uh, Nina Nina West's uh, cockatoo shirt on Whatcha Packin'. Oh, I, I mean, mean the the perfect the, vice president. Yeah. The, the rolled up little you know pants, the sneakers. Yes, the, yes. She said Mary like four times. I'm like, oh my god. I'm like she said, waving yes. my hand to the computer. You're not even. You're not even on camera. I'm just like, and there and there was that. It, it, that uh. whatcha packing was definitely. It was the whatcha packing to me was kind of a salve of like, let me just spend some nice time with Nina. You know? Right. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. I you know the whatcha packing was great. The I mean, do you know that she's coming out with a children's music album? Of course, yes. Drag is magic. I can't wait for uh, it. Um, yeah, I, I I have one very young niece who you know I could I could buy it for. So. Oh, so that's great. I you know I think everybody who's gone out and bought Nina West merch, I did the same. I got a Nina fucking West tank top. Oh, um, good for you. Good oh, for you. Yeah. You're on board. I mean, not to mention Mary the Nina West T-shirt that I bought weeks ago, um, and have been wearing uh, all weekend. Uh, yeah. In 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 memoriam, uh, but also celebration. Um, I have also been um, encouraging people that you know my friends in my life that are excited about Nina and sad about her going home to go donate to her foundation. Yeah, I mean, you this know? is the way to do it. Is you know because it's as she says in Untucked, like this is the end is just the beginning of right. Drag Race. So like like this should happen a year ago. So like support Nina now, and not you know what I mean. Where she is now, yeah. not a year ago. She you know what I mean. Like I think. Um, especially like what a great, like what an awesome way to support a queen that you love is like, there's a fucking charity to donate to. I mean, totally. totally. That, that Nina West. Um, oh God. You know, I, I'm, I'm admittedly a lot of wind has come out of my sails for season 11 at this point, if I'm being totally honest. And I know this could change <clears throat> because, you know, I do really love Akuria and I do like a lot of what Evie's doing. But at this point, if I'm being honest, I'm, Excuse me. I'm just kind of waiting for Brooke to win. You know, I I certainly hear you. Let's let's jump in to some of the topics that we want to talk about. But before we do, why don't we tell our Marys what they're listening to? Well, they are of course listening to another episode of All Right, Mary. All right, Mary. All right, Mary. Which is of course our podcast dedicated to all things Drag Race, the world of Drag Race, and the paradigm that RuPaul's created with this little beady beady TV show. I'm Johnny, and I am Colin, and we are going west this week uh, <laughs> in our continuing recap of season 11 this of course being bring back my queens the makeover episode and really just a 
a really strange and interesting turn in the in the season eleven narrative. In the season eleven narrative, certainly weird, uh, strange. I don't know, Mary. Sugar going home last week was also just as kind of gooped. No, I I think this has been it. Yeah, I think it's been a progression of things, and I think Sugar is kind of like the 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 appetizer, the goop appetizer, and then this like main course of goopery. I think was this kind of like you know there was a main and two sides so the, there was the goop of nina going home and then there was like the goop of vanji not getting the win yeah. and then there was the goop of of i just like silky is like the teflon queen i just ah, so many feelings well i want to maybe i want to maybe we should talk about this this idea that i have kind of rolling around in my head that is helping me see the producer edit and help distance myself emotionally so that I can keep watching the show um, and see a new storyline that has emerged. Obviously, we have the villain storyline. We have the hero. We have the underdog. We have, you know, all of that. We have a comedy queen. We have, you know, pageant queen. We have all these different types of stories that happen. And I feel like with Nina there's a new one that has emerged and that is the tragic hero storyline. Um, because when you think about it, how do you send a queen like Nina West home, right? You don't embarrass her. You don't make her exit tragic. So fans or no, you do make her exit tragic. So fans and viewers are upset. So they miss her. So they celebrate her, you know, and you end her story on a high. So you fudge the results. So she goes home too early because it creates outrage, buzz and a strong rep- response right because all others all, all like for the rest of the season all all before this she to be perfectly honest i believe she's been celebrated she's been challenged to do better which you know we all witnessed her do better uh, she's been showcased as a queen who promotes love kindness and respect she promotes advocacy visibility and this like strong sense of self and we've never had a queen with this much kind of grandeur and beauty so it's like well how do we what do we do with the storyline right and obviously what we want is for her to get to the end and we want her to win the crown you know that's what we want that's the end we wanted but we didn't get it um so i have to wonder like why did they why did we not get it and i i just feel like this tragic hero is the only way to send her home with respect yeah no i agree and i think this is something that we had kind of explored you know, just in general about Nina, you know, that like bringing Nina onto Drag Race and like everything that she does and then, you know, her her advocacy and her charitable, you know, work and all of that, that you don't want to tarnish that queen's name, um, you know, for fucking up in an acting challenge or something. And so, um, you know, it was kind of like, yeah, we kind of talked about how, well, they're never going to like humiliate Nina. They're never going to make her look like a fool. They're never going to mm. like give her a shady edit. Right. Um, but I think you're right. I think if they do, if she is not due to win this season or even go to the finale, which very clearly she was not, then I think the best solution is to make her be robbed. And then it's exactly what you said. It just creates this like ripple effect of people kind of like, or, you know, ricochet effect of people, um, you know, crying a foul and then like loving her harder. Yeah, yeah. I mean, the the other two queens that come to mind with this kind of tragic hero or the robbed hero uh, would be Katya or Achichi Devane. Katya, definitely. I think Katya, I mean, I think there, with Katya, it was, 
she was she also had this like relatability factor that I think Nina is touching on as well in that she Katya had a, a the role she played in the reality TV portion of Drag Race people just like loved her and they just connected with her and they related with her and she made them feel good and I think Nina in her own way makes people feel good watching her and so that's oh, kind of like yeah. you know what I mean yeah and it's interesting that they choose not to push that queen to the end right it's like i don't know what what we're missing here like are we even on the same show i just i don't know why nina wouldn't go to the end and that's where kind of like the untethered outrage kind of comes out in me i'm like why aren't you pushing this queen granted they did bring sasha to the end so i'm just like okay at least there was sasha but it's not like nina was doing that poorly i just don't think that she had never been in the bottom she yeah. she had the worst critique she got was like, you need to proportionize more. Your looks need to be upgraded a little bit. But meanwhile, like Vanjie, you know, granted, she did extremely well this week, but, you know, her looks needed to be upgraded, too. So I it's just interesting that they didn't bring Nina to the end. And I wonder if it's because the better edit for her would be not to chance her losing in the finale. But rather, rather, you know, pull the rug out too quickly, take the fall as a producer and and send her home early. Yeah, I mean, I was going to say that makes me think a little bit of Shea Coulee. That makes me think a little bit of um, who was it from season 10? Asia O'Hara. Obviously, mm. Asia had a bit of a uh, malfunction, but these queens who were like total front runners and were killing it in their seasons, they got to the finality finale, they lost. And then it was like, they went into the mix in a way, you know? Right. Um, versus and, queens who didn't get to the finale, but like felt robbed. Yeah. Oh, for sure. For sure. And I think being robbed is heartbreaking as a viewer, right? As a fan, uh, obviously like the more Nina West on my TV, the better. Uh, but yeah, you know, it's, it's honestly, it's one less episode. Right. It's it's one less. We don't get to see her next week, but we'll see her on the reunion and we'll see her at the finale. So yeah. in that sense, like it's OK. And also I can see her. I can listen to her podcast. I can, you know, see her on Instagram. You know, I. it's not like I'm losing this. Queen. No, no. If anything, like we we're only going to get more of Nina West now because like. The whole fucking world's in love with her and she's already been she's already been doing a shit ton. She's already she already has an extensive career locally. So it's like, you know, it's only just going to expand. I mean, I, yeah. I feel like she's a queen that like people want to see succeed, you know? Yeah. Yeah. I, I don't think anybody was rooting against Nina West. If anything, yeah. people were like, yeah, she's not my type of queen. But exactly. they, they weren't like, oh, she's so mean. You know, they not, that was never the thing. Right. I think the only people who I would assume who would have like really hateful opinions of her are going to have hateful opinions. And that's, you know, that's a different brand of of thinking. Yeah, right. Um, I do want to talk about the lip sync, but I thought before we kind of jumped into aspects of the episode, we could talk about a really beautiful phrase that RuPaul used, which is the pride of the season. Yeah. Um, and I thought we could, before we jump into the episode, just spend just a few minutes kind of, I don't know, remembering how great Nina West was on the season. Because we wouldn't be all right, Mary, if we didn't continue, you know, to celebrate another queen for 25 minutes. You know? Oh, yeah. If, if we did not. I mean, we could. And Mary's may have just been expecting this. We could spend the entire episode just pointing out the different things 
that we like about Nina West in general, <laughs> in the season, in this episode, in what you pack in. Yes. You know, yeah, th- this could just be all right, Nina. Yeah. <laughs> um, but I, yeah, I mean, I think, I don't know. It's so interesting how, you know, in some ways this elimination, it reminds me of like Miss Cracker and I, where, you know, Vanjie kind of had a storyline that I thought this was going to be like her Miss Cracker episode, you know, where it's like, someone who's really strong but like you can feel is not the front runner and then they kill it finally late in the season and they get a really mm. good win and then next week it's like get out of here or no that yeah you know i yeah i think that's what yeah I that think. was that was miss cracker yeah, yeah absolutely yeah but wait but wait i did want to talk about the pride of the season oh yeah we can talk about the pride of the season. oh Go okay 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 so uh i guess to start the conversation what is your favorite nina west moment on the season Oh man. I mean, um, there's so many, like, it's funny because there's so many big moments, but like the ones that for some reason really stick with me, I mean, like, I don't want to jump the boom, boom gun, but the extended talking through tears and untucked was a fucking gift and very hard, but amazing. I've also always loved when she was talking about Elvira and she says that thing about like, and there she is with her melons out for the world to see. I just fucking love that when Nina gets all like that intonation, there's something, you know what I mean? You know, that, that type of Nina. Um, yeah. 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 That like chest voice, Nina. <laughs> right. Right. Chest voice. No pun intended. Uh, yeah. 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 <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, I, I, uh, that reminds me of when she was talking well, after Soju goes home in the second episode, like in the act one teaser, she is saying, uh, I guess she was talking about her cyst. Oh, <laughs> she yeah. Like shakes her head. <laughs> yeah. Uh, on her taint. <laughs> <laughs> right. Oh, yeah. When it was like, is Nina just like this prude? And it's like, no, I bet she's, I bet she can get filthy. I'm not worried about it. <laughs> um, I also, obviously, I mean, I think we'd be remiss if we did not mention the the Mary nuance. Uh, oh, of course. I'm trying, Mary. Book. I'm trying. I'm trying, Mary. I'm trying. I love that. I mean. Uh, I'm a uh, magician. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. I I mean, I think I think when she came out in the Lee Bowery look, you know. I oh, mean, that was a that was a really strong moment. One where I was like, damn, girl. OK, you could do this. Uh, yeah. I think my favorite look, though, from Nina was the Audrey 2 dress. Uh, oh, just yeah. because I am a theater queen and I what I love so much about Nina and especially about Sasha Valore is that camp drag. Like that is something that I I just flock to cuz I feel seen in some way. So totally. so when totally. when when she has that campy runway, I'm like you keep doing it, girl, for the same reason that I love Evie's kind of like you know, garbage is couture kind of runways. It, it, for the same reason I love Sharon. It's like, okay, yeah, you keep doing you while these bitches spend all this money, you know? Mm-hmm. Well, I think that really speaks to uh, maybe something that came up or, or is a, a relevant topic for this episode, but I think there was so much about um, what what they want to see on the runway and these kind of challenges, you know, it's like you're, you're in the same drag family, make, make this queen, your drag sister, but really ultimately what they want and what won is I want you to be identical oh. and fashion forward. This was never, this was not a surprise to me when Nina came out actually in the workroom, when Nina was talking with Rue, I was like, 
oh no, she's going to be in the bottom. Because since season one, if you remember correctly, Rebecca Glasscock won. Yeah. Because and, and, she... and all... Yeah. Go ahead. Go no, ahead. I was going to say, you're probably going to say the same thing. And, and all she did was make a, a carbon copy of herself That's on, right. her, on her guest. Yeah. That's right. That's what RuPaul wants. She wants to see that you're able to do the exact, like make a replica of you. And so I was like, okay, this isn't, they, they don't have the same color wig. They don't have the same outfit. Like that's what she wants. Yeah. Every season it has been that. And the winner has been that. I don't, I can't think of a time when there was like a marked difference between uh, the two of a makeover. That's a good question. I mean, I'm sure we could kind of, you know, go through, and we don't necessarily have to today, but I think that's, uh, you know, I'm trying to stop myself from doing it. But no, I hear what you mean. I think that Rue is, and, you know, judges are looking for these, like, aesthetic cues of being connected and not these theoretical cues, not these concepts of being related. And there may be examples of queens who are more conceptual and they liked it, but, you know, I think... You know, and I know this is like I shouldn't make this joke, but when when Rue was visiting Nina and Sugar, and uh, Nina was explaining her looks, and Rue glanced at like the trans look, and I was like, "Uh oh, you're going yeah. home, Nina. Oh, Rue doesn't no. like that." <laughs> oh, oh <laughs> like, I, I could see like Lee Dawson doing that edit of like cutting, right, like right, zooming right. into like Rue looking at it, being like, <gasps> "Oh well, that meme is, is that meme is already out. Yeah, that meme oh, is, is already out." For sure. Well, um, yeah. So I'm obviously I'm I'm just referring to the Guardian interview. I don't actually think I, I love obviously what Nina's doing, but it just made me think of like of that whole idea of like that whole <laughs> false idea that Rue is transphobic. He's not. <laughs> well, let's let's uh, then pivot this conversation into talking about Pride because that was the theme of her runway, right? Pride, uh, gay pride meets trans pride, and and the activism kind of uniting on stage um being the pride of the season i think that title is a beautiful one and we can see it in specific examples um obviously the first one that comes to mind is her promoting her coming out story that was yeah. collapsed with that tale of uh, the stalking and abuse and kind of like uh homophobic hate crime yeah. um and and that be, that spanning over two episodes and untucked uh, and being a large part of something that Nina got to share, uh, that was important, right? Because not everybody comes out and it's because they want to, right? It's yeah. I, dad, I, I think dad, mom, come get me because I'm, I'm I'm being harassed. I'm being stalked. Right, and I think you know you always have to think about, and I think certainly what Nina was thinking about is like one of the things you know why why drag race is not just a, a competition reality tv show is because there's so many fucking people watching there's so many kids watching that do need to hear that story because mm. they do not have the parents who are like i love you and accept you for who you are or they are not in a place where they can feel safe and you know i think it's not that seeing nina talk about it like solves all of that but like at least you know you're not alone it's a step in the right direction right. and I mean, I think it's it's equally important to see Vanjie and talking about her mother and how her mother's always been her biggest fan and mm. that, you know, the video from a curious mother and her grandmother. It's equally important to see those positive examples as well. But I think the benefit of Nina being older, you know, certainly I think as quickly as things have changed in terms of gay rights and LGBTQ, uh, you know, visibility, you know, Nina is a different, she was in a different generation, you know, than right. say Plastique Tiara, you know? Right, right, exactly. Uh, I think that in in coming coming with this 
pride theme, something else that Nina did that kind of embodies that is she, I feel she uplifted her teammates whenever she was in kind of a group challenge, right? You think about uh, the It's Britney Bitch Network when she was the team leader and she kind of ran that show, brought them to victory. It was certainly this like team effort. I think of LADP where she basically gave up the winning role to support her teammate um, for Brooke. Uh, I thought that uh, even when she was in Why Gotta Be Black Panther, like she was, you know, a teammate, she did what she could uh, and she did really well in that challenge. And I feel like when she is with others, she plays really well. She has the ability to, you know, not, not fly off the handle, know how to communicate well, be kind in the workroom because we have to be united, right? Uh, I think of I think of that time when she's uh, in Untucked with Evie and she validates Evie's drag when no one else was and she mm-hmm. validates where Evie comes from and why, she, why and how she is in the world and she's like, look, I get you. I see you're 100%. I get it. I love your drag. Even though this week she chose her to go home, it was still... <laughs> It was, yeah. st- it was still uh, she still represents that idea of like, I I root for you. I see you. I can open my mind to see what you're doing here, which is fantastic. And she even said she's like, the kids are going to gag over you because you're bringing something different. Mm-hmm. Well, and I think that, you know, I mean, going along with what you're saying here, I think just in general, obviously, you know, this is no surprise that the fact that Nina in both her actions and her words and her her slogans and her t-shirts are you know reinforcing this concept of like you you can be kind. Right. And I think you know it, you know it it feels like such a cliche to say well in these trying times because there's always trying things going on but like we are 1000% in a period of time in American culture where being kind is um you know, it, it's never been at the forefront, but it's way in the back row these days. And especially with these what's happening with the drag race fandom. I mean, yeah. there is so much of just tearing each other down and these terrible tweets. I I did something terrible this past week. Uh, I was just kind of going on. I went on somebody's Twitter or I actually I didn't go on somebody's Twitter. I put in a a, a, a queen's name. Oh, yeah. And. And that's when you see it. And yeah. it is it is so hateful. And granted, like, yeah, okay, develop a tough skin. Like, deal with it. But also, like, goddamn, we're, we're all in the same community, right? Well, and I, I think, you know, I hear what you're saying. Like, develop a tough skin or don't read those comments at all. But I think the other side of it is like, but that tree is still falling in the woods, whether you hear it or not. Right. And that's the concern here is that, like, this is a – I mean – I think Katya and Craig talked about this on an episode of Whimsically Volatile, but they were like, you guys think drag race fans are bad? Look at sports fans. Look at soccer right. fans in Europe. You know, there there is a voraciousness there that we don't even fucking know. And yeah. I'm grateful for that, but that doesn't that doesn't mean that what's happening here is like, oh, well, listen, at least they're not, you know, at, at least they're not rioting after every lip sync, no matter who wins, kind of like a, you know. A Red Sox game, but no offense, Boston, but you know it's true. Um, I uh, is that Boston? Yeah. Um, so I just I I'm with you. I think that locally. Sorry, I went out of my wheelhouse for a second. I was like, I was like George Clooney in Gravity when he was just kind of floating away. Um, so uh, so anyway, I 
I hear you. I think that even locally, the fact that Nina is in reinforcing this concept of be kind, like, I, I don't know. We're seeing, we're seeing between her and Evie, we're seeing almost a response on the show to the discourse that's happening both on the show and off the show. Hmm. Mm. Say like, that think, one, say that one more time. Sure. We're seeing I, a different. I think that both Evie and Nina in the way that they're acting on the show or the way that they're speaking or the way they're presenting themselves, I think it is a response to the discourse both in the workroom and among the fandom and the way I that see. people, you know what I mean? Like yeah. I think e Nina's commitment to kindness and Evie's commitment to honesty are um, really refreshing and relevant right now because like, especially like during that workroom fight when Evie was like, Oh my God, would you fucking stop taking it so personally? Like, I was feeling the exact same way. I was so fucking over that fight and I was so relieved that she spoke up. And I just, I think that what she could have said that to people on Twitter, you know what I mean? Like that's something everybody needs to hear. Oh, completely. I mean, I think this is a good, a good pivot point to talk about the gospel of Evie. Um, Evie, she basically calls Silky out for, for dishing it, but not taking it, right? Like, yeah. just because someone has an opinion of you doesn't mean they hate you. I think that's the quote. And she she spoke for us all. It's like, just, like, what do you, I don't understand. What, what's going on? Now, at the same time, it's a reality show. And Scarlett saying what she said, it's like, well, how, how what's going to be the best for the cameras here? A, yeah. oh, that's an interesting opinion. All right, Scarlett. Or, what? did this and I did, you know I, I th there's that argument to have as well of like well you know this isn't real life here it has to be it does have to kind of go to a hundred now is it pleasant to watch no and I have more thoughts on that when we kind of talk about this makeover challenge in general but uh w let's talk a little bit more about Evie uh in this moment and otherwise what do you yeah. what are you feeling on Evie well you know the last couple of weeks obviously I was kind of um I was kind of at odds with Evie oddly, you know, I wasn't really, uh, I wasn't really feeling it. And, um, you know, and I know this is very fair weathered friend to be like, Oh, well, you know, now I love her again. And it's not, it, it's not, I'm not trying to be that, but I think I appreciated like her point of view and her insistent, her insistence on being honest and being direct was so refreshing this week and was so necessary. And I think, um, you know, even in the talking heads, like I just, I guess I just believe her. Like, I I don't think that she's lying. And I guess that just feels really valuable to me. And mm. whether it's on the show, whether it's in life in general, there's just like something that, you know, we talked about like the way Nina or Katya made people feel watching her. Like right. the way Evie makes me feel in being so honest and direct and cutting through the bullshit, even on a reality TV show, is like... It, I don't know. It's just like a nice energy to have in my life. And, and I would love to, you know, scoop some of that up and, and, you know, adopt some of that point of view because I think it's really healthy. I Yeah, I agree. I also think that there are times when you can button up where it's like, okay, I'm not going to get involved here. Uh, yeah. Because the, the thing with Evie is that when she gets involved, it actually, it heightens the conflict because she comes very strongly uh, i think scarlet spoke to this it's like she says the right thing sometimes at the wrong time but definitely in the wrong way totally and i think that's still very true and i, th I think probably a lot of it comes from evie's age emotionally literally whatever of just kind of learning how to navigate and manage that 
But I, um, I don't know. I, I think that like, for example, in Untucked, when she was really like challenging this idea of like, I'm not being unkind. I'm just telling you something you don't want to hear. Right. That's a hundred percent true. Evie is being, being very honest and not sugarcoating it. Is it necessarily unkind? So that is, th- those are, there's no equal sign there, you know? Right. I, yeah, agreed. I, I mean, I lived in the Midwest. This is no shade to Midwesterners, but maybe some people that lived in the Midwest and weren't from the Midwest might understand this. Something I found with a, not all the people, but a lot of people that I interacted with is that that kindness also meant sometimes having to be false. Mm-hmm. So I often sure. came across people that were not always truthful because they were just trying to be nice. And it wasn't what I needed or wanted all the time. It actually hurt more when I found out the truth. Yeah, I hear you. I mean, I think that that's, you know, there's kind of, there can be a tradition of that in the South. There, you know, I I found a lot of that when I was in California of just like people were very friendly and very polite, but I was like, but are you being real right now? Yeah. Um, And that was hard. And, And granted, like, you know, we both grew up in New Jersey. We both live in New York. We, you know, people tend to be a lot more direct here. And that's not some kind of like, you know, weird New flex. So not, no. Yeah. And it's not better. It's just, it, it's just the way that people are. And, um, it's kind of like the way that people say like the French are rude. It's like, no, I just think that they have a different way of communicating that maybe right. is less tiptoey. Um, yeah. yeah. Like I can recognize that. So I guess that's probably, you know, to be subjective about it. That's probably also what appeals to me about Evie is she's, she's given me some like, you know, forget about it, you know, attitude that I'm kind of into. She's given me some get the fuck out of my way on the subway realness. She's giving you some baked ZD realness. She's giving me such, yeah, manicotti mommy. Like, I yeah. am just... ZD oddly. <laughs> Did you say meaty oddly? I said ZD oddly. Oh, ZD oddly. <laughs> uh, so, you know, I you're sp- speaking about Untucked. Um, I, I, I was really feeling the underdog story with Evie. Uh, as just kind of being this odd one out here because she got that back slap from Brooke during oh. Untucked, which obviously, like, Brooke was meaning it all to uplift Silky, but was, I mean, it was, I felt like, ooh, that was really rough. When, you remember, you know what I'm talking about? When she yeah. said. when she's like, she's, I'm not even that close with Evie. I'm, yeah. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. It was like she practically gestured to her. I don't even know who she is. I don't fucking like her. We're not that close. I hate that bitch. I oh. love you. <laughs> Silky, I mean, you're the one I'm, I really feel strongly about. It's like, yeah, I, yeah. I mean, I know we're, we're jumping around a little bit, but like that does, that's another topic on my list for today is like, what, what is Brooke producing? I feel oh, like she's oh, producing oh, vulnerability yeah. this week and I don't like that I can see through it. Yeah, I I see that same thing too. The just even her words with Silky, her words on the runway to Vanjie. Yeah. I it, it was it was a little odd. Um, yeah, she. I mean, she obviously gets a little choked up talking about her drag mother, which I think is um, genuine and important. Right, that's that's an important story. But um, uh, there that that whole moment with Silky felt it felt weird. It felt a little like she was covering her ass because as we hear later, Silky's like. All that's bullshit from Brooke because right before we went out there, she told me how sickening I looked. Well, you know, yeah, I remember. And I was thinking about that, you know, and I was thinking about and I know that I've I've done this. You know, Brooke, Brooklyn Heights and I are, are very similar. Um, No, <laughs> we're both dancers. Um, 
And so, uh, you know, I, uh, we both, we, you know, we love to dance at a wedding. You know how it is. And oh, so um, I feel like, you know, this comes up in, in when Rue is doing the visits in the workroom and, and Brooke's like, I'm a nice person. And this has come up before. We've talked about this before where, you know, Brooke, I think, is is working really hard to to come across as a, as a nice person and be really kind to everybody and and be that kind of congenial pageant queen but it's kind of like and granted i don't watch survivor but or like big brother where there's somebody who kind of makes alliances with everybody but then talks shit about them to other right. people you know right. what i mean that happens all the time yeah they get it, caught yeah they get caught and i yeah. i kind of feel like brooks doing a little bit of that maybe yeah, it's a little too pageant pageant tea. Um, she also knows that, you know, Vanjie is friends with Silky, right? She's a dream girl with her. And as oh, the right. boyfriend, you have to be nice to the boyfriend's friend. You know what I mean? Right, right. So I feel right. like it's a little bit of that. Um I wanted I wanna talk about I kinda go back to Evie. Just one more moment for Evie was yeah. another moment where I really was just kind of feeling for Evie was when she started I think she shed like one tear when Silky chose her on the runway because she's uh, not a nice person. When, <clears throat> excuse me, the way that her like face crumbled when uh, she, when, when Silky said that, that was, I mean, like, uh, that was, there best was, supporting there was, actress, best supporting actress, right? There, like, there were so many, yeah, there were so many queens vying for best supporting actress this week, but like, I'm sorry. I'm giving everything I have to Nina West. I don't like, sorry. <laughs> Everything, everything, uh, every. I I don't agree, Mary. You can't give her everything because you can't be a best supporting actress and the best actress. I know it's like you can't win and be Miss Congeniality, but I mean, she was Nina did. Nina was giving me in that untucked that that like talking through tears final speech. I'm like, oh, I I don't. This is what else does a queen have to do to get best supporting that, actress? No, that's I, best actress. That is best actress. This whole episode was about her. All right, well, then I am going to say, because Evie had – I know normally we do nominations, but we've changed our structure a little. <laughs> I, I do think that Evie may – okay, there's two nominations for Best Supporting Actress, and I know we're just going to jump out of order. But one is for Evie because she had that talking through tears – or no, she had that, like, face crumble on the runway, and she had the untucked, like, Meredith oh, Grey yes. moment. Yes. The so ordinary moment. Yes, um, yes. The Meredith Grey. I loved it. Oh, her Meredith Grey moment when she's like, <laughs> I guess I'm just this cold-hearted bitch that nobody likes. It's her Meredith Grey. It is her Meredith Grey. I'm this cold-hearted bitch. Uh, yeah. Because <laughs> I'm just so ordinary. I can't remember the rest of that speech. I can only remember when Ellen Pompeo's vo voice breaks and goes oh, into that, like, God. she becomes Barry White for a second and gets an Emmy, you know? <laughs> Oh, Mary, Mary, if you're Bob. listening, send it to us. Send us the clip. Yeah, Mary, help me out. I know it's, it's everywhere on YouTube. I know that. Oh, God. Oh, yeah. No, Evie. So the other nomination, okay. sorry. Okay, go so ahead. Go ahead. Yeah. There's ahead. Nina. I sorry, Evie. And then I, I really think, um, you know, and I, 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 we will obviously spend a lot of time talking about Silky, but Silky, after that lip sync, just in all of her messiness, saying, I'm not a mess. Yeah. I'm not a roach. Yeah. I'm not a roach. I'm not a roach. It was <laughs> such a we have I don't know if we've ever seen a moment where the queen <sighs> won the lip sync but was basically like a pile of you know, was was a hefty bag oh, come to life. You know God. what I mean? Yeah, just like a pile of leaves. Pile of leaves, just <laughs> waiting to be picked up. Yeah. Oh 
oh yeah that was that was something when she's she uh, what does she mention about god she's like you know uh, god will guide me kind of thing yeah something like that she was she was really kind of like uh she was getting spiritual on us and i thought just put more tights on silky yeah smooth your thighs out miss ganache dr ganache yeah yeah it's it's chunky ganache to you yeah lumpy nutmeg ganache lumpy nutmeg um yeah there was there was a um, even more intimate moment i think with silky and untucked when she goes to talk to vanji but the conversation still continues so it's yeah. kind of this like aside between them and you know vanji's like oh Brooke was really sad that she had to pick you. Oh, Brooke was, you know, it was like, it was totally oh. like girlfriend telling the friend, you know, oh, she's really sad that she didn't ask you to prom. You know, it's just like, or right. she, she's really mad that she didn't invite you to her birthday party. Well, you know? and like Evie's doing this kind of like vocal warm up of, she said she's sad she said you. Oh, that's Vanjie. Right, right. Yes, yeah. Yeah. That's yeah, yeah, right, yeah. Vanjie. She, Excuse she, me. she said she said she said. She yeah. said she said she said you. And then yeah. I love Silky's response where she's just like, well, well she should be. Um, yeah. But there was this moment, and I don't know if you caught this, but Silky starts to cry and Vanjie's like, stop, don't. Yes. It was, yeah. I, it, you could see this change in Silky. She was just like, <gasps> It was just like this, like this thing that happens in her, and Vanjie's like, no, 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 and then she she's like, let's go over there. <laughs> right, right. Nope, not this is not the moment. Yeah, I mean, you know, I, I, I I'm keen to talk about Silky because I feel like, oh sure, uh, you know, and again, it's one of it's one of those episodes. We're just gonna jump around. Y'all saw it, so you know yeah, what happened. Yeah, yeah. Um, you know, I was thinking. Obviously, um, you know, it goes. It bears repeating. I'm bummed about Nina. But when I think about what she was a sacrifice to of this Silky storyline, and I think about this Silky narrative, and I think about what they've been setting up all season and what it's come to, like, all season we've been hearing about how she's great at lip-sync for her fucking life. She's going to take her clothes off and lip-sync. <laughs> and we don't know why, but she's ready. <laughs> and she finally gets her chance. And you, yeah. and the song starts, and I'm like, oh, this is this is right up Silky's alley and out the back door. You know what I mean? Right. Like this is exactly what she needs to show what, you know, prove, you know, Walker talk, you know? Yeah. And I was worried. And I, at this point I had pretty much accepted, you know, okay, well, Nina's probably not going to win this one. Right. Um, and I, I, I think that this larger storyline, what, like what we saw this week was, even in Rue's visit with Silky, when she tried to like make those jokes about like, well, I'm just, I'm, the first thing I did is I prayed over those tights. Yeah, yeah. And for the first time, we saw Silky's charm not like doing the job. You know what I mean? Like they're not buying it, Gia. Right. And she she tries to make that Bruno Mars reference, and Rue's like, which artist uh -huh. are you gonna quote right now? <laughs> yeah. And she and it was like, oh, we don't have a copyright for that, Silky. Let's just move on. Um, it's like when Tatiana accidentally said Chipotle in the, in the All Stars 2 reading, and then they dubbed over her in a, you know, in the Holland Tunnel, Mexican. <laughs> like, they couldn't, she was two miles from the mic, you know what I mean? Like, anyway. So, um, I, uh, I just think that, and obviously we'll really kind of be able to talk about this more once the season's over, but I think the silky narrative is fascinating. Oh, it's it it's almost too obvious. It's the the producer hand is so heavy with Silky that I think it's ruining the show. I think it's ruining the experience for a lot of viewers. I mean, granted, you know, outrage 
for a queen going home, it means more people are talking about it. Like that, the fact that AOC is talking about it is like a big deal, right? Like yeah. I think, I think as you know, a liberal uh, is, I think that's a big deal. But you know, so th- there we go. Producers got it right in a sense because it was so wrong. Right. I mean, I didn't see AOC getting on Instagram live about Raj O'Hara. Right. So right. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Yeah, uh, over, no over, offense against, uh, against Roger, but I yeah, think yeah, yeah. it just speaks to the nerve that Nina has hit. Um, I, you know, it's, it's funny because like when the season when we had saw the you know the Meet the Queens and we all kind of met Silky, I remember like hair trigger responses. Oh, Silky is going to be the sweetheart of the season. She's mm. going to be the one that's most fun to root for. You yeah. know, yeah. And I feel like she came in, and that was like the, the role she was playing. But I think to your point, it was so obvious that it was like being that, that this was being set up that it felt like the silky storyline was elevating out of the competition and it was purely this reality tv storyline of like the the sort of dismantling of silky nutmeg ganache in a way you know the dismantling of silky nutmeg yeah that's interesting to think about um i don't i don't know if the producers while the show i mean they must have known that she was not going to come off well. They're not certainly not presenting her that well. Um, I, I, there's something about Silky. She came into this workroom with so much joy and so much love, and it wasn't received right. People, the people in the workroom didn't love her back. Yeah, you know what? No one has done since episode one. Attitude check. Right. Fuck you, bitch. Right. And I feel like nobody's playing with Silky in the crayon box except for obviously her dream girls. Um, and I, I don't know. There's something kind of human about that where it's kind of like, all right, well, nobody really likes her. Uh, so, of course, she's going to kind of be nasty or she's going to come off as defensive or she's just kind of kind of say things like, I don't need your approval. Um, yeah. And, it, and it's not that nobody likes her because she's got Vanji, She's got Akira. Like they're they haven't turned on her at all. Um you know, I mean, it's basically been like I don't think she's had any conflict with Nina necessarily. So it's really just been with you know, I guess technically Scarlet this week as well. But like Evie and uh, yeah, and and not yeah, not Brooke either. So it's real. I mean, I think that I don't know. I'd be so curious to understand, like to to know what it was like to kind of film this, like the unedited version. Like I have to imagine that people got sick of it. You know, like. Even even Nina had to have gotten sick of the Silky story and the Silky show every fucking day, you know? Yeah, yeah. I mean, I'm not going to lie. Uh, obviously, being in a competition with Silky probably was hard and it sucked for the reasons you're talking about. But is there any question in your mind of what Silky's going to do after this? Like, I just feel like she something great is going to happen. Well, you know, that it's that's a that's a really good question because I think – Early, it's funny, you know, this whole like I want to spin off, like I'm gonna let you know that right, you know, right away. Honestly, the 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 direction her narrative has gone, the way that she's been kind of like portrayed as like, you know, she's kind of messy. She's she's um, we've just seen a lot of flaws. Right. I, I actually don't. I don't. I don't know. I think she's gonna have to really like, you know. She's going to be one of those queens who has to turn her reputation around after the show. Mm. You know, like a Kennedy Davenport, you know? Right, right. Um, I mean, I will say this. I will say this. Silky didn't send Nina home. 
the producers did. Oh, so, oh yeah, totally. So I, I don't know. This is probably an unpopular opinion. People can do whatever they want, but I'm not going to hate on Silky because at the end of the day, I want a good show. Like I want the Queens to do well so I can stand up and shout, thank fucking you. Right. Like I want them mm -hmm. to do well. So I do want Silky. I wanted her to turn out that lip sync so badly. Same. And I didn't Same. get it. Right. I didn't get it. So at this point, you know, I, it is a trying time, right. With Nina going home with the world, right. Obviously things have been trying regardless, but um, I just don't think for me I, I need to have a negative reaction to Silky. I just don't need it right now. And I think I just want to say, all right, Silky, you stayed. You get yeah. to redeem yourself now. You can still fight. Please do better. You know what I mean? Like, I, I want it to be – I want it to end well for her. Well, yeah. I mean, I don't want Silky to have to, like, navigate a bunch of hate and have to, like, turn her – you know, Kennedy and Jasmine and all these other queens, you know, usually – queens who are not white have had to do this like you know th this uh i don't know this campaign trail of trying to get people to like them again right, right. um and same you know, with big I, queens too right like yeah I yeah like, eureka, and, uh, yeah i mean uh, eureka sure like i mean obviously my feelings in her but i i don't want to go down this path but i i do think it's fair to at least note that i can't really think of any white queens that have had to like do that same like you know attitude check campaign after the show you know mm, what i mean mm, i hear you and that's not a reflection on them um that's right. a reflection on the fans on the fandom yeah it's not even a reflection on the editors but yeah um, i think fifi o'hara not that she's a white queen but i think fifi o'hara certainly had a clean up after the show uh i think laganja um laganja you know two, I, two perfect examples i think laganja you know and it's funny because that's that's interesting laganja as an example because i think it's funny. I don't think that she left as like this villainous, hateful person. I think she left as this like ridiculous, pathetic, sure. you know, quote unquote, role character. And people kind of thought she was ridiculous, but I don't think people were hating on her. You know, I feel like the worst a white queen got is when Alaska got a bunch of snakes on Instagram oh, for right. sending home. What was it? Uh, Alyssa, Tatiana. Yeah. yeah, Tati, I think. Yeah, Tati, for I keeping think Roxy. Tati. Yeah, keeping Roxy. Yeah. Um, so anyway, I, yeah, I just, I think, um, I could see Silky having to do that sort of same thing. Um, because I, I mean, she's getting tons of shit on social media right now. I, I guess From the I queens, hope Rod too. I mean, the Queens are not like the Queens on the show are, I mean, I don't know if you got to watch the Roscoe's video, uh, this week with Soju, Ariel and uh, Trinity. Um, no. but it was, I mean, there, it was some light under, like it was just all underlining shade towards Silky. Ariel Versace on Twitter, I, she's she's kind of rough with with Silky. Um, oh really? Yeah, and same with Soju. I mean, they obviously Soju has <clears throat> reasons because of the the Asian joke um, mm -hmm. with plastique and things like that. Uh, but you know, there's this underlying thing against her drag too. So. Um, oh yeah, no, I I think Soju is justified in some ways because Silky is just like. So, I mean, I think uh, we... I, yeah, let's I think move we on about, to that. Yeah, let's, let's move talk about on to Silky that. and Soju because I feel like, you know, Soju, it's like, oh, you know, oh, well, she can't walk in heels. It's like, and, and you know, she talked about her cyst and it's like, I don't know. To me, Soju is, I'm not saying she's the most polished queen or whatever, but I think Soju is hitting a very relevant nerve in 2019 for audiences. I think that she is a relevant drag queen. 
Oh, yeah. I think she's a fabulous drag queen. I I got to say, Mary, and I don't know, maybe other Marys caught this, too, on the show, but, like, I was really enjoying the Silky and Soju comedy hour. Like, there mm-hmm. was this, it was so funny to see Silky not be the clown. The clown was actually Soju. And yeah. Silky was reacting like it was so- Soju started talking about the cyst. And then Silky's face was like, oh, <gasps> right, right. <laughs> and then, yeah. you know, she can't walk in heels. And Silky's like, oh, my God, even though Silky doesn't wear heels, she wears flats. I mean, it was just it was such a funny dynamic between the two of them. And if we're talking about spinoffs, the Silky and Soju comedy hour is one I'd sign up for. Sure. I mean, so long as the expression put your baby shoes on. uh <laughs> continues because that's that's a quote i want to find reasons to say you know put your baby shoes on we gotta go <laughs> put your baby shoes, baby on, shoes. yeah baby baby shoes baby shoes <laughs> babies uh there was um oh <laughs> there was some uh band names that came out of this um jelly slippers <laughs> oh yeah her little jelly slippers yeah yeah jelly slipper also sounds kind of like a you know that sounds like a euphemism. That sounds like a yeah jelly slipper. Ooh, I could get into that jelly slipper. Yeah. yeah, and you know the drag queen name would be Jilly Slipper. Oh yeah, Jilly Slipper. Yeah, um, yeah. Jilly. Uh, Jilly. And then, uh, Jilly. Other, Just the, Jilly. Yeah. <laughs> Welcome to the stage, Jilly. You're killing me, Mary. <laughs> um, so the other band name that came out of this is just Soju's Cyst. I mean, Soju's yeah. Cyst takes the yeah. stage. And it's like experimental like noise music. Yeah. She said she's sad about Soju's Cyst. Yeah. <laughs> but I, I enjoyed this dynamic between them. It was just unfortunate because um, Soju talked about on the Roscoe's video how – she didn't she felt really disconnected from Silky while the other all the other pairings were really connected. And so she she felt like that a lot of that was Silky uh, not wanting and not being able to connect with Soju because she had so many judgments of her. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, it was th- that's always sad to see because Soju, I feel like, is lovely. Um, yeah, I mean, I kind of feel like the pairing of Soju and Silky reminded me of the pairing of of Jaden Dior Fierce and Tempest Du Jour. Right. Where it was just like, well, this is who's left. And yeah. there there was bound to be one false pairing. But like all, all the other ones, I think in season seven, I think it was similar with the returning queens. I think they were kind of paired up with like people that, that it made sense with. They were complimentary. And, but like then there was kind of like, you know – the oddball left socks with no right sock and it was like well we're gonna make two we're gonna make a pair out of you two you know but you know what mary i i don't know who silky i think they said this in untucked or or somewhere but like who would she have been paired with i don't know raja o'hara kahana montrese mercedes i'm on diamond right you know that's that (laughs) that's a, a very good question like where were they obviously they needed six 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 um yeah they but uh, and apparently Raja was mad she wasn't asked back. Kahana said she didn't want to come back, and nobody knows about Mercedes. Uh, but I just wonder how that was all laid out. Yeah, that's I, that was so interesting, um, and then it wasn't acknowledged in any way. Like I just feel like right. okay, so you brought Soju back. Um, yeah, I, I mean I realized like you know I just said like Soju is very relevant, and I'm happy to see her back. But it's just like I don't. Even if it's like, oh, we want to bring queens back for the drama, why would you not bring back Raja? 
Right. Like, <laughs> I like why would like do they just have too many you know firecrackers in the room? Like, I don't understand. Yeah, there's a there's a what is that a fire code? Yeah. Yeah, of, of how many you know shit stirs they can have at one time, but. <laughs> I don't know. They got I one mean, Akira, and that's enough. You I was going to say, Akira was, was working her ass off. She was stirring with two hands. She was she had a witch's cauldron of, of, of shit stirring. Oh, Mary, um, it was like a, a ninja chopper. I mean, she was just like oh, gut, like yeah. just dicing and chopping and pureeing. I think she julienned the drama. <laughs> She's a Ju- shit Julian moored the drama. Um, yeah. <laughs> Julianne Moore. Um, oh, God. <laughs> sorry, sorry. I just think that would be a great name for, you know, a mandolin, a Julianne Moore. <laughs> so Julianne Moore and Amanda Lynn. <laughs> These two sisters are cutting it up on the on the runway this week. Oh, God. Slicing like... through the competition. <laughs> Scooping it up, Mary. Yeah. Uh, that would they be really a great cooking show. You know? Yeah, right. Turn up the juice and see what shakes <laughs> loose. <laughs> oh, no. Uh, uh, okay. <laughs> yeah, sorry. These puns are getting a little dicey. Yeah. <laughs> I have a bad taste in my mouth. Um, uh, <laughs> uh, That's not even a cutting pun. <laughs> That's just fact. I, I just have a bad taste in my mouth. That wasn't a pun. Yeah, no, that was just stating facts. Uh, oh, I are we you still said doing that wasn't that bit? even a Sorry. cutting a cutting pun. Um, <laughs> it was a real cutting pun. Thank you. There you go. <laughs> My name is Robert Cuddy. Uh, <laughs> deeper, <laughs> deeper, <laughs> deeper. It's my Diane Weiss. <laughs> Deeper. Uh, all right, let's 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 cut to the chase, Mary. Um, yeah, really. So yeah, so we don't know where those other three queens were. You know, obviously, we'll wait for the reunion, as Soju would say. Um, I uh, while we're kind of talking about some workroom drama, I don't want to talk about it too long, but I think it's worth noting Wiggate. Um, oh. I am. I thought I was being gaslit. And I was right. I was being gaslit by Ariel Versace. Um, mm-hmm. uh, Ariel Versace. Um, Ariel, she tweeted, and I quote, after the whole first or second wig gate, who the fuck? The, burn the wigs! Um, she says, left one wilk wig for Silky. She liked it. Left one for Kyria. She asked, really love her. Left the rest by my baby plastique. Okay. That's what she tweeted. And now she's back in this workroom saying, or not back, but like this was back in time. She right. said, she said, oh, she forgot most of the wigs except for the one she gave Akira. And then saying Raja stole the others. You know, I'm just like, I am sitting on my couch saying, my station's right there, sis. I just, yeah. it's like, this was all drama. Like, I think this was all concocted. So I don't believe any of this wig gate 3.0. I also believe that's why Ariel didn't, like pop off like she said she was going to because it was all fake it was all fake you know i was thinking about like ariel versace and scarlet envy and the difference between ariel as as akuria had said backpedaling and pussy popping all over the place and scarlet envy you know owning her opinions you know she says earlier like i'm surprised silky's still here and banshee's still here and when she's asked about it she says yep that's what i said and when 
uh, Ariel is approached about what she said, she just is twisting and turning the story. She's getting knots in the wigs, and it's like, and it's so stupid about these fucking wigs. I'm and like, sorry, I'm sorry. She's flipping her fins. She, uh, yeah, she is. Yes, yeah, <laughs> yes. It's a real scaly situation. Yeah. Um. Yeah, so I, I just, you know, she's, she's in careful, careful she's going to beat herself. Yeah. Um, <laughs> she, she, you want wigs? She's got 20, but who cares? <laughs> what do you call them? Wigs. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, what's a fire and why does it, what's the word? Burn the wigs! Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> she's a little meth maid. Yeah. <laughs> uh. So I just I, I yeah I think that it's funny like Ariel it's it, it that reminds me of what we were talking about with Brooke of like you know you tell one person one story and then you tell another you know later and it's like at some point this shit is gonna catch up to you. Oh yeah, yeah. It's it's all gonna come out in the reunion. I hope. And if it doesn't, like, what the fuck? <laughs> oh, I mean that would be such a shame if this reunion is not like explosive. You know, yeah, because yeah. there's just so much. There's so many little knots here and there. I kind of feel like I can trust Evie to like bring her Evie. Um, I hope Raja, you know, doesn't hold back because why not? You know, why not just keep, go for it? You know? Yeah, yeah, it's good TV. You know, I just hope people aren't too mean. Um, sure. I mean, I guess what I'm hoping for is just people being honest. And like, I have a feeling that it's going to be a lot like the Build interview, and that's why I'm like, uh, I don't know. Right, because it's also, like, you know, I think there's been, like, videos of, like, Evie and Silky hanging out. Like, they're good. They're all good now because, oh, you know, good. they're not in the pressure cooker anymore. Right, right. You know, despite what they said and untucked of, like, I don't have any intention of being your friend after this. It's right, like, right. okay, but you guys have been doing this for weeks. You're tired of each other. Yeah. You're tired in general. Yeah, and it's on TV. I mean, I, I, can, I can see a world where, like, Evie and Silky sit down and Evie's like, Oh my God, you're a beautiful person. And Silky's like, Oh my God, you are so kind. You know, I could see that like when they have the, a moment to take off their wigs and just kind of see each other. Yeah. I mean, hopefully they won't do like the season six reunion and have oh, like shit. a door and Laganja oh, sitting shit. there Ugh. filmed God. watching themselves. Like, that was awful. That one was, of, like, that was like God, awful. what a weird misstep in an yeah, otherwise yeah. great season. Yeah, right. That was, ugh, no. I mean, th the only joy is that we, that we have it to reference, right? It's like, yes. oh yeah, that was bad. Yes, just, you know, just so I can, but it's one of those things in this case, I'll make this reference, but I'm okay if we lose this reference because sure. it's so weird. You know sure. what I mean? Yes. I want to talk about this makeover challenge though, Mary, because we have been champions of the makeover challenge. We just saw a great one on Drag Race Thailand season two. Um, what I love the most about makeover challenge is that, you know, we get to see what queens can do with like the average person who's never done drag perhaps we get stories from outside perspectives coming in and we get to celebrate the contestants through the outside perspective right we just mm -hmm. get we just get more stories um and with this makeover challenge i just feel like they mucked up this makeover challenge right they you know didn't blend it well enough because we got returning queens bringing drama in this mini reunion and not celebrating each other, not really challenging or just challenging each other. Um, and the whole workroom was not dominated by interesting stories, but it was dominated by the fucking wigs and whether or not Silky should be offended by Scarlett saying she didn't like her drag. Like, I, at, at the end of the episode, I was like, I didn't get 
what I needed from this makeover, right? Yeah. No, I, I hear you. I think that um, they've done this a few times now, and I think, like, when they did this in season seven and they brought the queens back, it worked because, like, the whole Trixie storyline was kind of, like, percolating. So mm. there was a, a, a real definitive reason to have queens come back um, or, like, a narrative built into that, that idea. Um, I think when they did it in, like, All-Stars 3, it was kind of – you know, again, it's to stir up drama. And in that case, they kind of got what they were looking for. They got those, like, you know, everyone around that table just, like, taking turns, taking shots at each other. Sure. Um, and, and having kind of interesting conflicts, you know, and, and interesting conversations. And I think here, I mean, there's there's a, there's a pettiness to it all, to, like, what the subject matter is, that – even in the world of like watching a reality TV competition, you know, the topics that might come up in the workroom, even at, even in that, in that lens, the topics that were coming up were so fucking shallow. And right. so like they were trying, they were really spinning like scraps into a meal or, you know, trying to, you know, make a meal out of scraps. I'm, I'm they confusing. Were, ideas. They, were, they were trying to, you know, recreate Evie's runway look, you know? Yeah, totally. And, and all I was getting was Evie's runway look, you know? <laughs> Um, and so, because I, I think, I think what the more interesting conversation was, was what, when Evie broke the tension and was mm. like, you need to learn how to stop taking things so personally and like cutting to Nana sugar, you know, talking some sense in the, in the right. talking head for a second. Right. Like that was the real conversation that, that could happen in the workroom. All this wig gate shit, all this like silky insisting on being offended because someone doesn't like what she's doing. It felt like they had nothing better to show, you know. Yeah. yeah, they didn't have anything else, anything else that they could have talked about. It was, it was weird. <clears throat> it was yeah. not an enjoyable kind of time for this makeover. And you know, if we're gonna just briefly talk about the runways, I mean, the runways were great, but uh, we didn't get that same payoff. You know what I yeah. mean? We didn't oh, get that yeah. same thing that we get with these makeover challenges. Yeah, I, and I don't, I, I'm. There, I don't know if there were any that I was like, I wasn't like bowled over. Oh, you know? I was I mean, bowled over by Vanjie, for sure. I thought it was really good, but I, I don't know. I, I guess I just thought, yeah, it was really good. You know, I, oh, I, I think see. that, and I think she deserved to win this week. But yeah, I me don't too. think me too. it was a moment like Moni Cart in All Stars Four. Right. I don't think it was a moment like uh, Cookie and Cracker. Yes, exactly. That's or, what I'm saying. Or, exactly. Or like peppermint, that. right? Like uh, peppermint oh. and Sarge, right? Like oh, oh yeah, uh huh. Sarge, yeah. Let, uh, of course. I mean, nothing, nothing has topped Sarge except me. Um, <laughs> and... Filthy. Yeah, um, <laughs> Nina West. That's filthy. You know what's funny about that statement is you topping someone. Oh. Oh wow. <laughs> oh man, that's the pot calling the kettle a sloppy bottom. <laughs> And there is no shame in bottoming. Uh, oh, I love know, bottoms. I bottoms love make the bottoms. world go round, yeah. and Ooh. I'm happy to contribute when I want Sexy to. Sexy bottom, yeah. <laughs> um, She's versatile. <laughs> Isn't there a Drag Race quote that it's the same? Oh, no, she's medicated. She's <laughs> medicated. <laughs> she's versatile. She's versatile. <laughs> <laughs> you know, instead of purse first. Right. It's verse first. Mm -hmm. <laughs> <laughs> I, 
I'm verse first. Verse first. Verse first. I'm verse first, bottom second. You know. Yeah, yeah. Verse first, bottom second, top second. Yeah. <laughs> it's like the Margaret Cho joke. Eh, I'll take the pussy. Yeah, I'll take the I'll take the top. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> oh, you don't want to you don't want to top me? All right, I'll top you. All right. Fine. I'll top you. Fine. Whatever. <laughs> How's your topping? Fine. <laughs> Fine. <laughs> Haven't had any complaints. Haven't so, had any complaints, time? Mary. Um, yeah. <laughs> just speaking of the runway, I I really appreciated Evie Oddly again. Like I thought it was great. I loved the chemistry that was between the two. At the end of the day, that's kind of what I was looking at was the chemistry between each each of the team members. Um, mm-hmm. And I loved Evie and Scarlett. I loved Ariel and uh, and and Vanjie. And then that the, I'm sorry, but the gag that Brooke pulled out with Plastique was I laughed out loud. I thought that I was not expecting it. Yeah, it, it was. I mean, I don't think that Brooke like definitely shouldn't have won. I think that um, well, you know what this makes me think of like the Oscars, like Olivia Coleman and Glenn Close, where. The whole episode, Vanjie was Glenn Close. Hadn't won, hadn't won, hadn't won. Looked like this was her challenge. Looked like this was her year. You know, like this, it was like, okay, this is it. This is your, this is your moment. And then meanwhile, uh, Olivia Coleman Heights is like just doing an impeccable job on her own. And it's like, listen, I get it. We all wanted Glenn to win this year, but like, you got to give it to her. Olivia Coleman earned it. Well, you know, I, okay. And I get your analogy. Great analogy. Fine. I get it. But uh, there is some tea. There was a gay Oscar voter that kind of explained what happened, um, which I think was really important for gay people to hear that were very hurt by that decision. Because obviously it was between Gaga or Glenn. And what happened was their votes got too split. The, 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 the stands that would normally vote for Gaga, some of them voted for Glenn. And so what got left over was Olivia Coleman. Yep. I mean... Isn't that kind of how Trump got elected? I mean, isn't that how we couldn't get a solid Democratic candidate? Um, yeah, yeah, how that right. might happen again this election? Right. right. Um, there's, there's, so, there's a lot more uh, to that. But, yes. but we don't have to get into that. No. Um, it's been a dark enough week. So, yeah, I mean, I did not know about that, but I, I did see the wife and I did see the favorite. And the favorite uh, was great. The favorite was great. The favorite was great. And the wife, I kind of felt like. It was kind of a, like a, a ho-hum movie with Glenn working really hard at a solid seven, but her Oscar is Sunset Boulevard. <clears throat> let's hope, Mary. Um, yeah. uh, let's hope. And let's move on. Um, you don't want to keep talking about Glenn Close? I, Glenn? I love Glenn, and I think that's another episode. But um, we didn't talk about the mini challenge. I, I, it was a joy. I laughed. There were some really funny lines. I think Nina's kind of mean face brought me joy the fact that she said i love grilled cheese again another reason oh. why she's the pride of the season yeah um yeah. and just another an, another emotional boner for you i'm sure <laughs> right and and just the idea of i mean silky was fabulous right like you big old chaperone looking grilled cheese motherfucker and then the uh you box biden velveta motherfucking looking velveta looking i mean that is <laughs> it's yeah. a great read um, and then Brooke, I, Brooke had some great reads, right? The, your makeup looks like a kindergarten art project. Um, it's nice that you finally gave Miss Seeley her hair back. Um, I feel like I am, you know, it's just like a waterbed. All of that. Uh, it was. 
this was better than the reading challenge, right? Well, it, it kind of felt like a reading challenge, like do over. Yeah. Like, here, try again. Right. Um, and it's like funny because this we this season's reading challenge was so like responsive. Like it was as much about the queens responding as it was about them getting sure. read. And, like, this okay. just kind of amped that up. That makes sense. Yeah. Um, yeah, I, I do love that. Um, but maybe we could talk about meh uh, and this lip sync. Yeah. Uh, <clears throat> yeah, we certainly could. I'm just going to look at my notes real quick. Um, not that we have to go in order, but um, no, I mean, let's let's talk about it. We've talked about that. We've talked about that. Yeah, we've, we've covered so many notes of mine. Uh, yeah, let's talk about this lip sync. Meh. Um, Meh. I mean, rigor mortis, Mary, right? If the show and its producing style doesn't bring you joy or it makes you have a terrible day, you could consider skipping the rest of the season. You know, like, why do that to yourself? Um, mm. I This was clearly a producer kind of hand here. Um, if RuPaul has the reaction of meh, and doesn't send both of them home, you're kind of like, well, well why, what, what just happened here, right? So we kind of mm -hmm. have to accept that, you know, to get more screen time with this show to, with a huge conglomerate like, you know, Viacom, they need to adjust and kind of, I don't know, in, in many ways, dumb things down. Um, but all I have to say is never has a girl on Drag Race or a queen on Drag Race stayed for a failed wig reveal, a wardrobe malfunction plus a slip, and a muddy mm -hmm. lip sync, right? When she went Ariel Versace went home purely because she fell. Yes, right, right. Like she, she, the rest of that lip sync, she was the stronger lip syncer, and I say that as a big Sugar fan. Um, but that was enough to send her home. And now, when the when the stakes are even higher, and we're down to the, the nitty gritty here, Silky Silky didn't even know the fucking words. I mean, like it was. She basically has been spending the whole season telling us. You know why that she's the lip sync assassin, and then she's like the lip sync Mr. Magoo, and it was just like, what are you, what are you doing? And like, <laughs> yeah, what are you doing on the back of the stage? Like, are you gonna to jump from there? Alyssa Edwards, <laughs> yeah, is she gonna jump from there? Yeah, it's like, it just, it was so, it was so egregiously bad that you know, there's a part of me that's just like. Is this all a goop? Is this is Silky just in on this? Because this is so. I know the editing has set this all up to always show her saying that she's going to do a great lip sync, but I think damn, I think the producers this is, expected this is potentially her. the worst lip sync to ever win. I yeah. Uh, I mean, honestly, the, the producers I don't think expected this to happen, and they had no choice. They're like, Rue, we yeah. can't we can't send both of them home." We, yeah, we, we need, we need, five you know, we need yeah. um, top five. Um, so it's, you know, it's like we can't send three to the finale. You know, I, it was, it's crazy to me. So they, they had to keep her. That's the only reason I can imagine them keeping Silky because both of them should have gone home for this lip sync. Nina, I love her. I, I you know this. And again, it's of kind course. of like Nina talking to Evie right now. It's like, girl, I love you. And you kept the jacket on. You didn't have much attitude in your face. You know the words and to decided to do some like fun dance moves, but this was about attitude. It wasn't about dance moves. Yeah, it, I, I mean, I can I can objectively say like, yeah, you, this was not a shining moment for Nina as a performer. I'm sure she's done much better. It's not her song. You know, I think it kind of reminds me of like Ivy Winters against Alyssa Edwards in season five. You know, like she just kind of she owned that part of the stage, as Jinx says, but like it, she just wasn't delivering, mm. and Nina wasn't delivering, and I I. 
you know, what it makes me want to do is just go watch Nina West lip syncs because I'm sure as shit that, that this is not normal, you know? Right. It makes me want to see also what Silky can do, right? And then I, I have yeah. a Mary I have a Mary that sent me a lip sync of hers and Mary she, it, it was it was it was awful. Like she <laughs> She, she did this wig reveal, but the wig got stuck on the other wig that was under her head, and then both of them came off, and it was like, oh god, <laughs> Mary, it was awful. Like I'm, I, and I, I, I love when Mary sends us clips because they're they're curating for us, right? But, like, was the Mary sending this as like here's a good example of silky lip syncing or like no, no, it was it was it was Mary. This is her being a mother. Uh, she turning out a lip sync, like, oh yeah. Mary was Mary was reading a reading a bitch. Right. right. She was. It was a Go read. Off, Mary. It was a read. Go off. It was a read. Um, but I do want to see Silky do really really well. So I'm kind of like, well, I hope either she lip syncs next week and redeems herself, or gets the finale and redeems herself. I don't know. I, 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 I because I, of honestly, the uh, the way because of the way the finale is structured. Silky could very well win this season, Mary. Yeah, no. I mean, still, if we're going to look at track record, it's like, you know, Vanjie's going to go to the end with no wins. And Silky has like two wins and a bunch of mini challenge wins under her belt, including Snatch Game. I I kind of feel like if you look at the top four of uh, Silky, Evie, Brooke, and Akiria, all of them have... You know, two plus wins. wins. All yeah. of them, you know, it, it makes sense. I think to have Vanjie in the finale, for example, it, it, whether, she, you know, maybe she'll win this week in this next, you know, challenge, but like to have her in the finale would just feel like, I don't know, it was like Jujubee in season three. It's like, or season two, I always say season three. Season two, where it's just like, well, obviously you're not going to win because Raja won like four challenges right. and you didn't even win a mini challenge right. or you won the reading challenge, excuse me. Oh, rightly so. Yeah, yeah, I just don't know if they're going to explain the meh. I have a feeling that that's never going to be explained. I mean, granted, Rue might have words with Silky next week and be like, girl, you said you could lip sync. And then, you know, Silky's response, my response would be, and you kept me, you know? Yeah. Well, you know, the way I felt like the way that Rue said it, it was like as if she didn't have a choice. It's like, we have to keep somebody, eh, yeah, Silky, you have to stay. Like... Ugh. You're you're in the script, you know. I um, yeah. I mean, I know that we shoulda, coulda, wouldas, right? Like, how great would it have been if Silky went home and we got more Nina? Uh, that would have been awesome. And I don't know yeah. why the producers are banking on this reality queen of Silky, right? It's like, what's the story here? And I hope that there is something for Silky's sake, for the viewers' sake, for the show's sake. I hope that there is an ending to the storky, the storky, the silky narrative. Yeah, I and I hope that it's not a continued descent. Like again, I think of like we talked about like Evie oddly feeling like she wasn't having very much fun, and it felt like Nina Benina Brown. Mm. And while Nina's story was very different, it it just never got better, and we just kept watching it get worse until they finally sent her home. Right, and. I really hope that's not the case here. I mean, because it kind of feels like she and Vanjie are kind of both like gunning for that storyline, you know? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it, to quote Silky, she could go really high or she could go really low. 
she just kind of went all over the place. She kind of did both, and both weren't good. She got up on the back of the stage. She she fell to the floor like a bag of groceries. Like she was a bunch of tangerines she rolling was, off the stage. She, she was Samara from the Ring at one point. I mean, it was yeah. yeah, it was crazy. Yeah, it was like you know, watch this lip sync, and in seven days you'll still be upset about what happened. You know. <laughs> You'll still feel like it was bullshit. <laughs> uh. That's the tea, Mary, and that is the quote. Uh, that is it. Um, do you have anything else to to add? Uh, maybe we can end on a high note. Maybe talk about Nina some more. Anything else to add before we wrap this up? Um, I'm just looking at my notes. Um, you know, I think it makes perfect sense to just kind of... Uh, oh, let's see. Oh, I, I guess, you know, to, let's let's dance with the one that brought us. Let's talk about Nina to close out. Um, you know, well, Nina is indeed, I think for the first time this season, we have a best actress. I, I, there have been best actresses, but she has been given the award this week, mm -hmm. um, which should go right next to her Peabody Award for, for excellence in reality television that sure. I've given her. Um, but I feel like just, you know, the way that Nina left, and I feel like, the, the the best actress moment of her crying and saying I was one challenge away oh, and like just, I just wanted to make you know, top five. Oh God. Yeah, and you know, and I I I really loved in Untucked when she was getting choked up. She's like, I don't want to get emotional, and Brooke was like, Get emotional, do it. Like that moment was really great, also for Brooke because it's like I also love to see examples of people not being afraid of emotions, sure. you know. Yeah. And I thought that was great. Yeah. Um, I just I think that Nina, I don't know all the love that I'm seeing her get on on Twitter and on Reddit and obviously you know in Congress. Um, <laughs> I hear Mitch McConnell's also a big fan. Rihanna, so, Rihanna, yeah, Rihanna, Rihanna, yeah. So um, you know, I I think the best we can ask for in these situations, and obviously like Nina West going home is not going to be the end of Nina West. Um, I think that this is kind of in some ways a best case scenario if this is what's going to happen. And I'm so glad. And you have to think maybe the producers knew exactly what they were doing. It's like, this is, this is beyond, except if you're not going to win, this is the best outcome you can have from a season of RuPaul's Drag Race. Oh yeah. Yeah. To go home unfairly and with so much love. Right. Yeah. I, yep. I hear that. I mean, I, granted she's yeah. missing out on the prize. She's missing out on the finale, but it's like, I don't know. The finale at this point is a crapshoot. Like sil Silky, Silky shoot. could win. Silky could beat all of them at this point. Yeah. Right. The finale is a different challenge. It's a different show. It's, um, yeah. and, and I am almost grateful to see Nina West spared of that. Sure. Yeah, I mean, imagine another butterfly situation. I I'm, right. I wonder if there's new rules where it's just like no live animals will be a part of this, you know, runway. Um, the rules are there are no rules. Yeah. Sorry, you didn't say it. You didn't say it. You know, if we if we if we don't have these references, Mary, we lose these references. If we so. don't make these references, we lose. You know what? I still don't know what that's from. Even you don't know what the rules are. There are no rules are from. I don't think so. Oh, Mary, that's because you hate joy. Um, it's yeah. from Greece. Oh yeah. Oh, gross. Yeah. Um, the rules. The rules know. being, uh, so when they do the drag race, uh, <laughs> when ah. they when they when they have the race and they're setting it up and they're like, what are the rules? And uh, you know, Rizzo goes, the rules are there are no rules. 
Oh, it's a Riz. Okay, well, song is Stocker Channing said it. I guess I'm okay <laughs> with it. All right, that that puts it all in the context. Um, yeah, I mean, uh, yes, I just I I think that uh, I'm so glad that everybody's in love with Nina West, and I think we were talking about this maybe last week of like the way people have been responding to queens like Nina and Sugar, and it's like, well, there's all the drama and all the nonsense. There's so many people who are like, ugh. This is what I want to see on my television yeah. is queens like this. Yeah. And I mean, not to knock Brooke, because I think Brooke is the one to beat at this point. Like she is killing the competition. She looks gorgeous. It's kind of that Aquaria thing where it's like, how could she lose? Um, I, yeah. And, yeah. you know, we know she can lip sync for her life. So we're kind of like, all right, it's Brooke's to lose at this point. But I I don't know. I Do, do, do I want another season of you know where where brooks drag is the one that wins right it's like i i don't know i, I don't know mary at this point it's a reality show and i'm not going to get too emotionally invested uh but i am yeah. i am going to still root for you know the the drag that i want to see more of uh not that i think brooklyn's drag is bad or even that silky's drag is bad it's just different uh and i love evie i'm rooting for evie um yeah i think vanjie's you know she's great reality tv we'll see what she does next week uh but at this point if i had to pick a winner it would be akiria uh or evie and i think more towards evie because akiria's a little bit more pageant drag so i feel you i i'm kind of feeling the same way and i think it kind of goes back to the idea of like in whatever way, for whatever period of time, or in whatever lens, the winner of a season is kind of always looked at as like a, an example of drag. Like, mm, here's a type of drag. Right. Here's a type of drag. And I think that, you know, I love Akiria, and, and I actually, we don't really have that many, like, pageant winners. So it wouldn't, it would be, you know I mean? Like, queens like that, I don't think, you know? So it's like, I would, I'd love to see Akiria win. Equally, I'd love to see Evie win, because I think a lot like, you know, I mean... Sasha Valor, for example, it's like, here's a queen who's doing something totally different, who's quote unquote breaking rules or making new rules or the rules are there are no rules, Stucker Channing. Um, <laughs> I I don't know. That, rule that the to school. Me, if, if, sorry, sorry. Another one. <laughs> <laughs> rule the school. Um, so, you know what I mean? Like, I I think if if the winner is is a queen who is representing a unique perspective in drag, then I think Evie's the one. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah, uh, yeah, unique in the sense of like not that many people are doing it. Uh, not that people aren't doing it because I think that they are, you know. But no, uh, these queens are all just like representations of drag that's happening all over the the right, world, right, you know. Right, right. Yeah, I think the world's ready for an Evie Queen, but uh, the Evie Queen. Sorry, that's a, a deep cut. Um, but what's that from? It's, Evie she's a she's a rapper. Um, oh, but. <laughs> Sorry, Mary. Um, <laughs> but um, there is, uh, yeah, I think there's there's space for Akira. I mean, Trinity won All Stars. She didn't win, you know, a main season. Uh, so yeah. you know, sure, why not Akira? Um, or you know, Brooke for that matter. I mean, Brooke has been killing it. Uh, I just, yeah. well, I don't I, know. I like I like Brooke on uh, I like Akira on my screen more than Brooke at this point. I know that's a very controversial opinion, but that's just how I feel. Yeah. Well, and I, I enjoy what Akira is doing of this, like, a pageant queen who proves you wrong. Mm. And, it, you know, it'd be fun to see a Davenport win. You know what I mean? Like, I just think there's um, – yeah, I don't know. Uh, I really like Akira, and I think that she has – I don't think she's getting a winner's edit. I think she's getting a, like, second or third place edit. But 
um, you know, they they edited the season before the finale was even filmed. So who knows, you know? Right. Right. Yeah. Uh, the well, yeah. They, right. Exactly. The finale's coming. The reunion's coming. We'll see what happens. Um, uh, yeah. For for any Marys out there that are going to the finale, uh, we are not interested in spoilers. Uh, so please, please, please save your narratives for after the finale airs. Uh, granted, last year I think it was a very special case. I was happy to know the spoiler because of what happened with Asia. Um, yeah, so. I mean that's how I kind of felt this week. I kind of knew going in that Nina was going home, and it was like you know this. I'd rather know. I almost read like a full description of everything that happened, which I've never done just to kind of spare myself. So at this point, because he, because both Suga and Nina are out of the race, like my heart is a little bit off the shelf. Mm-hmm. So like, mm-hmm. I'm not as attached to spoilers, but like we got this far, you know? Yeah. <laughs> like, I mean, we're not going to stop. Right. <laughs> like, I mean, like I got this far without like big spoilers, oh, like in all sure. two okay, or right, whatever. Right, 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 like right, right. I, I've been enjoying not knowing what's going to happen next. Yeah. Yeah. No, it's, it's a fun way to watch the season. Um, some people live for spoilers. I get it. You know, maybe next season I'll, I'll watch, I'll watch it knowing, you know, who the top is and, and then it'll be a different type of show, you know, for me to watch. Yeah. But, uh, I think this is like fun. watching like an old season or like watching like drag race, Thailand, right. like, The first season, like I knew who won. Yeah. And so like, it's a different experience. Yeah, exactly. Different experience. Um, well with that, Mary's, we are going to wrap up our show. Uh, we miss Nina West. Um, yeah. We are appreciative of all the love um, that you've, you know, given us through email or on Twitter. If you want to send us some more love, please do. Uh, we're on Twitter at All Right Mary, or you can email us at All Right Mary Podcast at gmail.com. You can also find us on the web at www.allrightmary.com, and let us know. Uh, you know, if you're if you have any predictions going forward, or you know, just just how much you love Nina West. Yeah. Um, would you like Mary's to follow you oh, on sure. Instagram? Yes, yes. Uh, you can certainly follow me on Instagram. I'm at Johnny also. To, to answer, one of one of our Mary's messaged me on Instagram being like, hey, why don't you have a public profile? Um, very easy, simple answer. I don't want to get into it. But um, about a year ago, I had a stalker, uh, you know, the real kind. Uh, and it was really scary and um, uncomfortable. So a lot of my social media activity is kind of locked down um, because that person would show up where I was um, or where I had taken a picture. Um, it was very odd. Um, so anyway, uh, at Johnny also, uh, I will certainly you know, accept your request. So don't feel weird. Well, uh, well, lucky you to have a stalker. That's how flattering. Um, I'm just kidding. Just kidding. Um, if you want to hear more of me talking about best of supporting actresses and nuances, you can check out my podcast in the details, a celebration of nuance. Um, you can get more of me on Twitter at Colin Drucker. You can find more of me and Marco at Colin Drucker underscore on Instagram. And you can get more of both of us at patreon.com backslash all right, Mary, uh, where we are getting to the tail end of our Drag Race Thailand recaps and um, yeah we just you know we're going to start doing Patreon only nuance episodes where we're going to be catching up we just did one recently and that's going to kind of be nuance going forward so uh, yeah uh, new stuff coming to Patreon so patreon.com backslash alrightmary alright Mary what is our last chance lip sync this one is a joyful one from you 
Oh, so yes, I needed obviously some joy this week, um, and it took me long enough. But this is you know I, this this is what happened with Project Runway. This is what happened with RuPaul's Drag Race. It takes me a minute, but I finally got on the Janelle Monae bandwagon. <laughs> finally, and, Jesus! I mean, she looked I amazing she at was... the Met Gala. I don't know if you saw oh, it, but ugh. yeah, that's it looked like Moni Cart. Yeah, <laughs> um, yeah, she is. I mean. I love that everybody is celebrating um, Beyonce, and Beyonce is amazing. But I, I think the, what Janelle Monae is doing is just next level. Yeah. And yes, I, I, I can't tell you how much I want to see a queen lip sync to the song "Make Me Feel." Mm. I fucking love that song. Ah, oh, and I know it's like her number one song on Spotify, so I'm not alone. This is no like deep cut, but like, good God, it it's so. It's so goddamn good. It is and a great it, song. I yeah, I, yeah. I, I love it. I love it. I think she has only gotten better with time. Uh, if I am going to recommend, if I were to pick a Janelle Monet song, I would have picked Cold War from Arc Android. That album to me is like pinnacle Janelle Monet. But Make Me Feel is, is like the joy that we need because Cold War is not happy. But if you want to yeah, see, feel... see an amazing video, watch the Cold War video with Janelle Monet. It's a lip sync, and you'll find out why. It is, you will cry. Anyway. All right. I think just make, make me feel it's just like so performative. It makes me think of um, Janet Jackson's When I Think of You, mm, you know? Okay. Like it go all these different bits you can play. Yeah. It, I, could, I could just see a queen like Monet just destroying right, the song. Right, totally. Uh, all right, well, make me feel... Uh, make me feel joy, Nina West. Uh, yeah, make me feel better. And uh, <laughs> go big, be kind, and go fucking West, Marys. Go fucking West. We'll see you next week. Baby, don't make me spell it out for you. All of the feelings that I got for you. Can't be explained, but I can try for you. Yeah, baby, don't make me spell it out for you. You keep on asking me the same questions And second guessing all my intentions Should know by the way I use my compression That you got the answers to my confessions It's like I'm powerful with a little bit of tender And emotional sexual bender Mess me up, yeah, but no one does it that's just the way you make me feel that's just the way you make me feel that's just the way you make me feel so 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 fucking real uh-huh that's just the way you make me feel that's just the way you make me feel that's just the way you make me feel you know what love is so please don't stop it